grandfather used to say, son, there's some bad in the best of us. And there's some good in the worst of us. Nobody wakes up and decides they want to be a sinner. It comes through time. First of all, I'd like to give honor and respect to Pastor Randy. He's a good man. He is a good man. He's a good father. But he's a good pastor. Amen. He's a, he's a, he's a real good pastor. And um, what I mean by he's a good pastor, he carries you in his heart. There's nights he don't sleep because of you. There are days he don't rest because of you. Amen. And he's a good man. I mean, he's a good, he's a good pastor, and I, and I love him dearly, and I thank God for him. And I thank God for bringing him into my life and my son's life. Amen? Amen. He's truly a blessing. Um, I've been working on my talent. Y'all know Byron's my son. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And, I, and I've been working on my, my talent, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to do this song right now that I want Derek and Brother Hollis to sing. So, so I'm, I'm working on it, but I got to get with my producer, Byron, <laughs> to, to, to help me put it all together. It's a blessing. I am so excited right now to, to just be amongst you. I, I want to let you all know right now that I love y'all. And ain't nothing y'all can do about it. <laughs> ain't, ain't a thing in the world you can do about me loving you. And I want to let y'all know I, I really and truly love you. And I thank God for being here in the midst of such a gifted and talented people. I mean, I, I really do. Someone asked me on Friday night and all, they asked me, they, 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 they said, brother, why you don't tell or go into areas about this stuff that you and I are talking? I said, I can't. Pastor probably can relate to this. A lot of times what we study is not what we preach. It's true, you know. And a lot of times, what we preach is not what he's given to us right then. It's usually five months ago, six months ago, sometimes even a year ago. So, so I, I really just love the, the talent and the giftings that I see here. And some of you got raw gifts and raw talent and raw anointings that God hadn't even brought to the full fruition yet. But you're sitting back waiting. And I was just hoping and praying that Pastor would come up with something else and say, we, we'll do this another time. But uh, it's not easy, y'all. I mean, I know everybody wants the microphone and everybody want to be out front, but it's not easy. It's, it's really not. 
Let us go in prayer right quick. And then we're going to get into the word of God fast as we could and allow the Lord Jesus, who's our all. Without him, we're nothing. Amen. Holy Spirit of God, I thank you right now that you've allowed us to come to another day, come through another time, O oh Lord. I realize, O oh God, that the passion of our people right now are in chaotic times. But you are the anointed one, O oh God. And you have anointed your people right now. And Lord, my prayer today is, O oh God, that you would give us peace. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you remove me. Block out every avenue of flesh, O oh God. Allow the Holy Spirit to come forth, O oh Lord. Precious Holy Spirit, you're already here. Lord Jesus, your presence is already here. You've given us worship, O oh God. And I pray today, O oh God, that you continue, O oh Lord, to anoint your people afresh. Give us a fresh word, O oh Lord, an anointed word that will bring us through this time in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk today about let it go. Let it go. Sometimes right now in life right now and all, because we all go through troubles, trials, tribulations, and we all have problems. Even the best of us go through things. Even, even those that come to church every Sunday, Sunday school, Bible study, um, even those that worship and pray, we still have problems. Nothing that exempts us from that. We all go through problems. Some of us problems right now and all may afflict us and challenge us more than others, but we still got problems. You cannot see, see, see everybody right now, whether you got a $30 problem or whether you got a $300 problem or whether you got a $3,000 problem or whether you got a $300,000, a problem is a problem is a problem. It just depends on the individual who has the problem. So you can't look at me with my $30 problem and say, because you got a $3,000 problem, I should not worry because you're not me. You, you're not me. So, so, so everybody goes through problems. Everybody goes through struggles. Everybody has situations right now and all that they cannot talk about or make you solid. And so one of the things that I've learned right now is, is that the enemy, the enemy right now and all, sometimes you will go through things and laugh to keep from crying. You, you know, they, they can see the smile on your face and they can see the gleam in your eye. But they don't really know that when the lights are off and when you're home by yourself right now, you, you, you know, them tears come down the pillow and wet your pillow throughout the night. And then you get up and you put on that mask and you start all over again. I want you to go in your Bibles right now to Exodus chapter number 10 and verse 7. If there is one thing right now that can hold us out of the will of God to keep us back from the promises of God, to keep us from walking in our purpose and exercising our gift with a powerful anointing on it is our past. Sometimes right now, you know, some of us drag our past with us. And just like I had heard the brother say earlier right now, you know, your mistakes should not stop you. Your failures should not stop you. Your, 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 your miscues should not stop you. What you've gone through should never stop you. Because I'm going to tell you right now, and all, sometimes right now, and all, God uses that in his will for his purpose to get you where he wants to be. Sometimes right now, and all, your problem is a purpose that's sent by God. I, I know it's hard to think right now. Sometimes right now, and it takes going through bad things to bring out good results. 
So, so, so sometimes right now, you go through things right now to get you into a different position that God can use you at his will. Because sometimes in our will, he can't use us. One of the things right now and all I've learned right now and all is that when we pray right now and all and, and we pray, we, we really don't recognize God in our prayers. We just pray. And we don't pray by faith. We just say words. And we don't recognize who he is in us and what he can do. So we just utter words before him. Sometimes right now and all, we say things we don't believe. And then we believe things we are not even willing to speak. Amen. So, so, so God has to sometimes right now and all, break through and allow us to go through things that he may bring us to a place of called emptiness. And when you're empty, which is known as compassion fatigue, when you just say, I can't take no more. Enough. It seemed like, look like when I got through this, here come that. And it seemed like as soon as I got through these, here come those. And it seemed like as soon as we had a good day on Monday, then Tuesday come around. You know, you know sometimes right now, it just seems like you just go from one thing to the other and from another. And then you're trying to find, God, when am I going to have a good day? But it's coming. All of that is part of his purpose. That's why you should not be moved by this time we're living in right now. You should not be. So he says, then Pharaoh, Exodus chapter number 10, verse 7. Then Pharaoh's servants said to him, how long shall this man be a snare or give us trouble? Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God? Do you not yet know that Egypt is destroyed? Let them go. Because what you don't let go will destroy you. Sometimes right now, you know, you know we hold on to things that are just destroying us. That we should have let go long time ago. You know, it's amazing right now and all that, that some people will talk about something that happened years ago as if it happened last night. Uh, Y'all don't know nothing about that. Some people do. They, they, they talk about stuff, you know, you know, when I was 12 and, and they took my Girl Scout cookies and wouldn't, wouldn't give me. And, and then you ask them, well, well, how old are you now? I'm 60. You know? And you still worried? You still, see, see, people hold on to, to, to what if, what if, or if I's. If I wouldn't have done this, or if I wouldn't have done that, if I wouldn't have done if I. You cannot live your life by if I's. Right, right. If I, if I, if I. If, we all have got if I's. But what are you going to do now? See, see, what happened 15 years? You, you had something happen when you were 25. Now you got 40 more years of living. What you going to do, just, just quit? No, no, you still got lots of life in you. You still got a lot of money. So there are some things you just got to let go. Stop holding on to the past. Let it go. And it comes to relationship right now, and I don't mean to go this route. If it comes to relationship and you are on your second relationship right now, you cannot hold that person accountable for what the other person did. It, I, you know, pastor, you know what I'm talking about. You cannot expect the last church you've been in the, this church to operate by the last church? No. It's new. 
Your old relationship, you cannot expect. I, I, well, I don't know about these women in here right now, but I know I got one that would viciously hurt me. Amen. <laughs> you cannot look at this woman, if it is, and expect her to be like the last woman. You, you'll get, you might get stabbed in the, you know, Susie used to do it like this. You know, I mean, so, so you cannot, you cannot hold on to past relationships. And so what we do a lot of times right now, you know, is like, it's like one of the words right now in the, in, in the Hebrew for, 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 for shalom it's, it's, it's when, when you see the word shalom in Hebrew, the word shalom right now in the Hebrew is the word that, that in the, it means peace. Shalom. But, but the Hebrew writing right now, they give like symbols to their letter. The Hebrew letters, there's only 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And each word is, gives a picture or a pictograph. Well, dalat, which is the Hebrew word right now, which is a sign that looks almost like a seven, which is a symbol in the Hebrew of a door. To understand mysteries and revelations and reveal the word of God by the Holy Spirit right now, he opens a door. And that door is Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the doorway to life. So, so in other words, I'm your peace in life. You cannot have peace without Jesus. You cannot have peace in a relationship if Jesus is not in a relationship. You cannot have peace in your marriage if Jesus is not in there. You cannot have a financial peace about yourself if Jesus is not in your finances. So, so the word door, which is, which is a swing, and, and, and one of the words right now, you know, for, for, for the dollar, which is to cut off anarchy, fear, chaos, and confusion. That's what happens when you don't have peace in your life. Anarchy, fear, chaos, and confusion. And that's what's in the world right now. Anarchy, fear, chaos, and confusion. Because there is no peace. And if you and I don't care who sets the table, it's no peace. Because if you say A, they're gonna say B. You say the glass is half empty, they're gonna say no, it's half full. You go left, they say no, you should have went right. No peace. And that's what I, it's anarchy. Anarchy. So he says here, he said, My peace I give to you. When you got peace right now, you know, that's a beautiful place to be in. Amen. That is a beautiful place to be in. A guy crushed me out so bad on Friday and then got mad because I wouldn't say nothing. Y'all ain't never had that happen to y'all before. <laughs> but he got mad and upset because I wouldn't say nothing. Then as we, we, we were riding along, he said, you ain't going to say nothing, man? Why you ain't talking to me? Because I don't want to. <laughs> see, see, peace is a place that you live in. Yeah. Once you get into that place, nothing can bother you. You can say whatever you want to say, but when I'm at my peace, I'm at my peace. I'm in that place right now, and that's a place of peace that some of us are trying to get there. And the only way you can get to that peace is you got to let certain things go. You got to turn certain things loose to get to that place of peace. So, so, so when you look at right now, 
God purposely raised up Pharaoh to bring havoc and reap havoc on Israel. God did it. Now read your Bible very closely. He said in the book of Romans, for this purpose I raised Pharaoh up. See, there's a purpose sometimes in your problems. Sometimes right now, now God might not want you to fit in so he don't let people like you. Oh, y'all don't. <laughs> and we, without crazy stuff right now, we get bothered by the fact that people don't like us. You, you know, we get upset. We, we, we try to buy people candy and buy people flowers and buy people roses, trying to get them to like us. They just don't like you. <laughs> and they're not going to like you at all because there's a problem. Because, see, the thing about you, you don't need certain people in your life. There are certain people, I know it, love them. Amen. Cheer them on right now. But there are certain people you do not need in your life. I'm telling you, because it's a plan and a seed of the devil to destroy you. And if you read your Bible very, very closely right now, and all, God knew how to put people in place right now. And, all. and if you look at through time, you know, you know, I feel good about my life when I look at Jesus on. Okay. See, I can have a family reunion now. When I look at Jesus' life, I can have a, I can go to the family reunion now. A amen. Because y'all know what I'm saying. You got some uncles, some aunts, some cousins. You know, some relatives that you just be saying, Lord, help them. You know, because I'm a, you know, but when you look at Jesus' life, it was just like that. The truth of the matter is, Jesus', Jesus genealogy was really messed up. You know, some of us got P, uh, PG genealogy. No, if you look at Jesus' genealogy, it was some rated R and rated X in gene, Jesus' genealogy. You know, one of Jesus' relatives was a prostitute. Amen. David himself right now and all had a man killed and took his wife. Well, I know that ain't, y'all ain't got no relatives like that, but there's always some ugly stuff in everybody's life. All of us got a pass. There's 30 days in a month, but that 31 day is that one that'll get you. You, you, know, you know, I mean, you do good for 30 days, but sometimes that 31st day is that day you wish, ooh, have y'all ever, I, I hear certain things right now and I laugh, but y'all ever have been told, you know, I got up on the wrong side of the bed, right? Well, just walk around to the other one and get out on that side. I mean, don't bring that in here. You know, I mean, because every, everybody has bad days and, and bad times. And, and, you know, and I've heard people say, I'll give you peace of my mind. Please don't do that. You need all that. <laughs> don't give nobody none. Think about it. Church, even in the midst of a worship service, in the midst of an anointed church, just like this, in the midst of having an anointed pastor, right now, every now and then, even during the midst of service, something will, something will come across your mind that you have to just shake. And y'all think it's the spirit, but no, I'm trying to get this out of my head. Okay. Uh, sometimes your mind, your body can be one place. And your mind can be totally somewhere else. Your mind can be, you, you know, my wife and I, we have three ways of communicating. We talk. Amen. We have conversations. And then there's time when she say, I need to talk to you. See, each thing gets a different reaction. 
Because in, in a relationship, I had habits of not listening. Even though I looked at her and shook my head. You ain't hearing me. I'm, I'm, I am. I'm looking right at you. But I wasn't hearing nothing she was saying. So see, now I learned right now when she said I need to talk. I learned to drop everything and just focus directly on her. I am, I'm even right now starting to get delivered right now from the spirit of a cell phone. Amen. I'm learning to put it down. I'm learning to shut it off. I'm learning even not to answer it. Because I've learned right now that thing is a demon. <laughs> I want you to go right now to, to another passage of scripture. As, as we Go to Isaiah 43 and verse 18 and 19. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 18 and 19. God has put an anointing in you to be creative. He has. He's put an anointing in you for you to, he, to direct your concepts and direct ideals. That's, what he, that's why he put it. But what the enemy knows is that God has made you to be creative and made you to have concepts and ideals right now and all that can catapult your life into a different place. The enemy sows seeds right now and all to deter you. He sows seeds right now and all that you will be so confused about life. Confused, you know, right now, you know, one of the things right now, you know, I tell young ladies a lot of times right now, you know, especially my nieces, you know, how beautiful they are, even though they're not. No, 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 I'm serious. I tell them simply because they need to hear it from a place of authority and submission right now so that they will know so that when somebody come up and all and they're lying to them, they will know they're lying. You, you, you know, so, so that they will not fall into traps. And the enemy knows how to sow seeds. He sows when the enemy sees you, even as a baby or a child, right now, you know, and he sees that there's greatness and promise in your life. He starts sowing seeds. The devil works early in life. The devil goes to work, early. And, and what he wants that to do is to always be there as a reminder of of, of, of letting you know that you can't be who God has said for you to be because of this. And there are so many people right now that think that they can't be used by God. Think that, that God doesn't, doesn't love them. Think that, that, that God can't use them. God can't gift them. God can't anoint them because of what they went through in their past right now. But let me tell you this right now. That right now is a tool that God will use to even make you more anointed. What you've gone through right now is a tool that God will use to make you more. As a child right now, you know, as a child right now, you know, I went through something so horrendous that if I was to tell you and share it with you, some of you would cry. Some of you would, would walk out of here and cry. But I refuse to let that define me. I refuse to let that break me. I refuse to let that make me. I refuse right now, you know, to, to let that, 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 that be something that the enemy will use to try to destroy me. I refuse. Jesus Christ came into my life right now, you know, and it was so powerful how he came in right now, you know, that the healing wiped it out that sometimes I don't even remember it. That's how powerful it is. See, on a Jericho road that was full of bandits, and robbers and thieves. A man met Jesus. But here's the thing. The Bible says he didn't go where Jesus was. Jesus went where he was. And there are so many of us right now, you know, think that we got to get right. We got to do this and stop this and run for the Lord to come. No, no, no. You ain't got to do nothing but just say, Jesus, come in. 
and, and, and there he is. So, so see, the Bible teaches us, he says here in Isaiah 18, I mean uh, 43 and verse 18, he said, do not remember the former things, nor consider things of old. Don't remember, see, see, memory right now, or remembering, remembering has deals with the mind, the will, and the emotions. So what the enemy attacks you with, he attacks you in your mind the will that God has on and your emotions right now. That's where the enemy is. That's why when it comes to the Bible and it comes to saying the saving of the soul, that's what he saves. It's not this body, but it's your will, your emotions, and your mind. And so here's the devil. If I can get in your mind and get you to think a certain way, I got you. I got you. Because the Bible, and the Bible teaches us in warfare, Pull down the stronghold and the imagination or the image. If I can just get you to think a certain way right now, and you start to see it right now, you know, and then you go from seeing it to performing an ideal and doing it. That's why in the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 4 and verse 12, he says, the, the word of God is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the, the dividing of soul and spirit and the intents of the heart. Cutting to the joint and the marrow. It gets, see, the word of God gets right down there in it. You are, some of us are premeditated sinners. We knew what we was going to do. We knew when we was going to do it. We knew what time we was going to do it. And we even knew how we was going to do it. But what we said was, I prayed about it. Mm-hmm. Premeditated sin. And the word of God you know, when I was growing up right now, and all, you know, and we got to stop lying in the church, you know, because I thought for a long time that you had the little angel over here, and then you had the little red devil over here. Amen? And so coming into the, the Lord, knowledge of the Lord and coming into Christ, I went around looking for the little white angel over here. But I look for a little red devil over here. Later on, I've really realized right now, you know, that, 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 that little white angel wasn't who I thought it was. And the little red devil didn't have a pickfork and, and was, you know, a little, but it was that joker sitting right there. You know, he acted like a devil. So a lot of times right now, you know, we miss the devil for looking at people. And we look and we miss angels for looking at people. See, that's what the Bible instructs us. Be careful how you entertain a stranger. Because some have entertained angels unaware. Be careful. So sometimes right now, you know, don't look in the face of people, but look in the heart of God. Because man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So he tells us, do not remember the former things. Let some things go. Don't, don't recall everything that bad that happened to you as if I'm trying to hurt you. Don't bring up every bad thing that ever went on in your life as if that's going to stop you from going to the next place in God. Bad things happen to good people. Grandfather used to say, son, there's some bad in the best of us, and there's some good in the worst of us. 
Nobody wakes up and decide they want to be a sinner. It comes through time. It comes through. You know, I had an uncle that was on drugs. And I was warned, stop giving him money. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Stop doing this for him. Why you go take him places? But see, the thing that it is, when he was my uncle and he carried me and he used to do things with me and he used to play ball with me and he used to ride me places and he taught me how to box. That's who I remember. But the person who they remember is this individual. But guess what? It wasn't him. It was the sin in him. It was the thing in him that made him like that. And sometimes right now, you know, we can misjudge people by the character of what we see on the outside and don't realize God looks at the heart. But man look on the outside. And that's, that's good in him. He was the guy that taught me how to play football. But do I disregard that because of what he's going through now? You know, it's amazing right now and all how we treat leaders and ministers and, 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 and folks in the church. It's amazing. You know, if, if, a, if an individual as a leader make a mistake and he fall into whatever, but yet this man has prayed you through healing, prayed your family through, blessed your family, and brought your family through. Now, because he fall, do, the, do, do God take the healing back? Yeah, I didn't think so. Mm -hmm. You see, you see, does God take the blessing that he bestowed on your life back five, ten years ago? Did he take that back? No, no. So, so, so see, God's mercy and God's grace is covering all of us. So, so he says here, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forward, shall you not know it. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. See, here's the thing right now, and all. When man closes the door, God opens one. When man stops you, God promotes you. You know, man is the thing right now. See, a lot of us think right now, we need men right now to do God's will. No, you don't. What you need is God. Nothing is impossible with God, but with man, it is. But with God, it's not impossible. So why stop talking to your sister and start talking to Jesus? So, so, so we need to stop conferring with people and start conferring with the Lord. See, let me tell you something about God's promises. Man has nothing to do with God's promises. Man has absolutely nothing to do with what God promised you. What God has promised you has nothing to do with a man. We think we need the approval of people to be promoted in God, but we don't. We just need to walk with the Lord. Right. Amen. Yes. I know right now and all, some of these seniors that graduated, and it's a thank God that they graduated, but I bet you it's a large percentage of them glad things happened the way they did. <laughs> Amen. No tests, no, 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 no final test, no final exam, no, 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 no going back, making up no homework, no paying for lost books, no, none of that. All of that's gone, wiped out. Tell me God ain't good. Now, I don't know how y'all looking at it, but I look at it as a blessing. 
They said you weren't going to make it, but you did. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now you just go to the next step and know what you got to do. Do it right. See, going to college right now on a scholarship, you know, gave me the rights to party. Amen. Because I came from southern Georgia, ain't been nowhere, ain't never seen, you know, at that time, the way you got what you call freedom. You know, you don't have to listen at mama, mama, mama is not there. Grandfather is not there. You, you go to college, you go to freedom and you know, you go and you do and you have a good time. I mean, it was party on. You do whatever. You go and you stay out all night and you don't go to class and you don't go to practice and all. And then they cut you. And then you got to come back home and tell lies about what happened. But when that second time came around, I was serious. I was serious. Because you know why? This time, I had to pay for it. <laughs> you, you see, this time, I had to do something. See, it's different. You treat things different when you earn them versus when they're given to you. So I want you to go to my last scripture right now and all. I want you to look in Philippians. No, I, I did a preacher mistake. I'm sorry. That won't be my last scripture. You know, I, I started Philippians chapter number three and verse 13. I, I, you know, I started in the uh, church, of, what they call Church of God in Christ right now, and all, where the pastor would close like seven times before he finished. You know, and I used to, I wonder how many doors in this church? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to close, but in Philippians chapter number three, Uh, and we're gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start at verse number 13. The reason why I take the route that I do when it comes to ministering right now, because we have in the Bible right now what's known as the fivefold ministry apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors. Teachers. And, and, and the reason why they call that the fivefold ministry right now, and all, because five is the number of grace, and, and grace is also the number of rest, and rest also goes into the hand of God. You know, that, that's why they call it the fivefold ministry. Well, according to the, a lot of studies right now, and all, they can say you can be an apostle, and you can be a prophet as an apostle, and you can be an evangelist as an apostle, and you can be a pastor as an apostle, and you can be a teacher as an apostle. But they say as a prophet, you don't necessarily can be or have to be an evangelist, a pastor, or a teacher, or an apostle. But one of the things right now and all, the last office that they give right now and all, and in some scholars and in some uh, texts and in some translation right now, they will mention pastor-teacher together. Because they're, they're, the theory is that if you're a pastor, you should be a teacher. And if you are a, 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 a teacher, then you should be able to relate to all 
or teach. Well, one of the things right now, and all, the reason why I love scriptural, not, what I call scriptural knowledge and, and going into scripture right now, because it reaches people and it breaks it down and it shows them. Well, see, a teacher right now and all, when it comes to the, the connection of a teacher and the fivefold ministry, it says for the equipping of the saints. In the Greek right now and all, in the Greek language right now and all, the word equipping also goes into the word patching up. In the Greek, the word patching up is a medical term, which means for healing. So in other words right now and all, the fivefold ministry or the government of ministry as far as the gifts are concerned is for the healing of the church. It's to bring healing. Bring the healing. So, so see, right now, right now, the truth be told right now and all, some of you right now, you cannot go down to the pharmacy right now and get a prescription for jealousy. <laughs> Yeah, you can't. You cannot go down to the pharmacy right now, you know, and, and get a script, prescription for lying. You, you, you can't go to the pharmacy right now, you know, and tell the pharmacist, I'm here to pick up my prescription for the divorce. You, you can't. So that comes and that falls on the church to teach and, and to, to deal with people. You can't go to, 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 to the pharmacy and say, I'm having an emotional breakdown. I needed something. For, you can't get that. So you have to have leaders and people in place right now and all to give you that. That's why the fivefold ministry is there for the equipping, the patching up this, of the church right now. It is. It is. And, and so, so the reason why I like to take that route is to teach you and show you that when you're going through things, you're not going through them by yourself. Believe it or not, pastors carry every one of our spirits. One of the reasons why, and, and, and I'm saying this right now, and I don't know why I'm saying this, but one of the reasons why I love Pastor Randy is because when he's dealing with you one-on-one, -on -one, he's connected to you, and he has that emotional attachment when you're going through. He feels what you feel, and he carries it to God. In a way, right now, you know, that some of us would never be able to understand or know how he goes to God for you. Because as a pastor, you have to forget about yourself and deny all everything. One of the things that I tell pastors and leaders right now in doing, when I'm doing conferences is that you cannot make people more important than the anointing. The anointing is the most important thing that you can carry and have in your life. It's more than people. So you cannot enjoy the favor of people and allow people to lose you or pull you out of your anointing. So that's why it's important right now you know, that we understand and get the word of God. Because a leader cannot go to everybody's house. He cannot sit down and counsel each one of us one-on-one -on -one every day. Especially, it's about two, three hundred of us. Man, will go crazy. He'll lose him. That's what happened to Moses. You know and a heathen, a man who didn't worship God, told him, Moses, you're going to kill your crazy self. One of the things that I learned right now, you know, in this time that I did pastor right now, you know, was that I could not solve every problem. And the reason why I'm telling you this right now and all this, you can't solve everybody's problem. You cannot be everything to everybody. Junior Jesus. Some people think that. Some people actually think that. In Philippians, 
3 and verse 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. We are all men under construction. I hurt just like you hurt. I bleed just like you bleed. I sleep just like you sleep. I like ice cream just like you like ice cream. Amen. Amen. I go through things just like you go through things. One of the things that I've learned right now is you cannot expect or think that God is surprised by what you go through. Some of us act like God got a problem. Or like because we're going through, God is shocked. No, God already knows. God already knows. That's why he tells us to cast all your cares on him. Cast all your cares on him. I have learned something right now in all church. Prayer, I'm talking about real prayer. I'm talking about that real breakthrough prayer. It is not pretty. It, it, it's not pretty. And it ain't, it's not loud either. Mm. Because you don't really want the God, you don't want everybody around you to hear what you're really talking to God about. Amen. You know Hannah experience. You know, and they thought Hannah was drunk, but she wasn't. You, you really, I'm talking about that, that sincere breakthrough prayer, that in touch, you know, where you're talking, where you're telling God, you know, Lord, I'm struggling. I'm trying to lack him, but he get on my nerves. Please help me, Jesus. You know, and I'm about to hit him. You know, you, you, when you, and he calms you down. He knows, but I'm talking, I'm talking about getting through to God. So he says here, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I have not arrived. I am a man under construction. We all under. See, when you come around me, keep your hard hat on because I don't want some of this junk in my life to fall off and hurt you. You see, see, we all under construction. There is things right now in our life right now and all that. Yeah, uh, there's stuff right now that's still going on that God is still bringing us out of. Amen. You, you know. Some of us, we, we say, we sanctify, we fill with the Holy Ghost, we speak in other tongues right now, but we'll still fight. Oh, okay. Some of us right now, all, God is still working on us. Even at the point right now that where we're even being used, he's still working on us. And we're all under construction. I don't have it together, y'all. Amen. That's why it's vitally important right now that you don't attach yourself to just one individual. Because then you're going into the area of control. You can't make a decision without that person. You, you know, I have learned right now, when you recognize giftings in certain people, use them. I love, like, 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 I glean from everybody. I glean from Sister Vicky. I look on Facebook just to hear her word for the day. I love the fact that Roger Joe prays intimately and seeks God intimately. I love it. Brother John will always send me a message. Brother Hollis right now, I seek these brothers right now. I seek them right now and where they're thinking they're counseling me, I'm counseling them. No, they're counseling me because the gifting in their life right now is what I need in my life to bring me up, to keep me straight. 
That's what the plumb line is. It's to keep you straight. There's what's known as a system of checks and balances. When you become an island to yourself right now, you're headed for destruction. I got friends in my life right now and all that they will tell me right now and all, hey man, I hear you doing this, I hear you doing that, and that's good right now, but what about this? You, you, you know about this? How you doing with this? And see, that's the thing I don't want you to bring up, but that's the thing I need you to bring up and all, so I will stay straight. I will stay straight, you know. I hear you talking and speaking in tongues right now, but what about this thing right here? How are you dealing with this? Why you ain't bringing it up, man? Oh, everything was good. So, so see, you, you, you have to have that. You have to have that. You have to have somebody that can check you. That's the reason why if you're not a good servant, you will never be a good leader. And if you're not a good, effective follower, you will never be an effective leader. This is one of the most dangerous two weapons there is. Putting this in the hands of the wrong person. They'll kill your church. <laughs> Brethren, I do not count myself to have happened, but one thing I do, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are before me. I press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You got to learn right now and all to forget what's in back. Everything is back of you right now is meant to be behind you. But when you connect yourself to what's behind you and you're trying to go forward, it pulls you back or it keeps you in the same place. Never let what's back behind you pull you back. Disconnect yourself from what's behind you. And he says here, I'm forgetting those things which are behind me. Let me say this right here in my closing for sure. Forgetting. Forgetting does not mean forgiving. You can forgive doesn't mean you forgot. Amen. Forgetting doesn't, and forgiving doesn't mean you trust. Amen. There are some, some people right now and all who, who got, 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 got situations right now and all to where they drove a car up under the influence of some substance. Still a good person. But to keep that person from losing his job, they take their driver's license, but they give them a permit to go back and forth to work. You, you, you can drive, but you don't have license. See, that's the same way it is when it comes to hurt and pain. See, I can forgive you, but I ain't forgot what you've done to me. So I'm not going to put you in the same way to where I start trusting you like I did before you hurt me. And I set myself up for that again. I guarantee you right now, not neither one of you came in here and checked that bench to see if you hold you before you sat down. You know why? Because you trust that that bench was going to hold you. You trust it. It will hold you. None of you came in here and, 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 and checked the bench to see what will hold you. The Bible says trust in the Lord with all your heart 
and lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all that way. The word trust in the Hebrew means to put your whole weight on it. You just fall. So if you come in here like some of y'all did, y'all didn't check the bench. <laughs> y'all didn't test it to see what it holds you. You just came in and sat right down. Because you trusted it, you had faith it was going to hold you. But now there was a day you came in here and that bench flipped over and you bumped your noggin and you hurt yourself. You come back. Every time you come in, you're going to sit down. But you ain't sitting all the way down because you don't trust it. And you got yourself braced to the point that if you hear one crack, you can jump up because you don't trust it. You forgave it because you came in and said, but you don't trust it. That's forgiveness versus forget. See, I can forgive you, but I'm not forgetting. That's a difference. Then, then, then because if I forgive you and I go back into trusting you and you hurt me again, now it, the pain comes back. And see, here's what forgiveness does for pain. It takes the sting out of it. Forgiveness takes the sting out of pain. See, it's just like a bee with no stinger. It can buzz all day. But if it bites you, it's not going to harm you. Why? It don't have no sting. It don't have no Everybody in here at one time probably been in love. Well, I don't know. And everybody in here, I don't know about y'all, but... I've been lovesick. Oh, y'all. Y'all some deep people. <laughs> but I've been lovesick. And that makes you, you know, lovesick will make you tell all kind of lies. <laughs> it will. I ain't thinking about them, but that's all you think about. I don't care nothing about them, but you can't even sleep at night. Lovesick will make you go up in the attic and reach up under a box and get out some of them old cards. And try to remember. Huh, yeah. Love sick will make you, if you see that person car right now, you just get knots in your stomach right now when you love sick. When you get love sick. And see, see, that's what pain does. It's a different kind of love. Now, I'm going to say this right here. If you've ever been hurt in a church, there's no greater pain than church hurt. And you have to learn to forgive. You have to forgive. The last thing I'm going to tell you. In the book of Luke, chapter 9, and verse 62, he said, He that setteth his hand to the plow and look back is not fit for the kingdom. Two things goes into that conversation. Number one, if I was, if, if, if the farmer or, or, or whoever was plowing and the animal looks back, that meant that it stopped. Whenever you start looking back in your life, you, that's an indication you've quit. You've gave up on life. Looking back, you quit. The other thing, and, and, and the other thing he said is not fit for the, in other words right now, you know, 
You have to prepare yourself for the next move in the level of God. You have, to, you, you have to get yourself ready. You have to get ready. You have to make yourself well. You have to be in the right place at the right time. You have to prepare yourself to get ready for the next move. See, there once was a time right now, you know, I used to could run four, five miles with no problems and then go do something else right now, you know. They run, you know, and, and every now and then I feel like that. But you know what I do? I sit right down to that feeling pass. Because I ain't finna do it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not fit for that. See, getting fit right now you know, may mean you might have to go back to school and complete your degree. That, that, that's getting fit because you're getting ready for next month. Getting fit right now you know, may mean that you might need to go to some people and tell them you're sorry. And forgive me. Getting fit right now, because you're preparing yourself for the next move. Getting fit may mean you need to practice a little bit more. Practice a little bit more. May mean you need to study some more. Getting fit may mean that you might need to call your father and tell him, Dad, I'm sorry. Mom, I'm sorry. Might mean be sisters and brothers may have to get together and say, you know what, we were wrong for that. Getting fit right now means that you're getting ready for the next move of God. So we all have to be fit. Stand to your feet right now and let us close out in prayer. Um, Derek, you can go ahead. Bound chains of the past. We all got stuff right now and all that we want to get rid of so we can move to the next level in God. Amen? Amen. We all got something that, that, that has hindered us and has stopped our prayer. And there's chaos and confusion and, 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 and every evil work and fear that has robbed us of our peace, that seized control of us. Some of us right now, we're living one thing and believing another. Some of us are believing something, but we're living in a totally opposite way. Some of us are living way beneath what God has promised for us. And God wants to bring us up out of that. But you got to let things go and let God have it. Let him have everything. Let him have it all. Let him have it all. Go ahead and pray. Thanks for listening to the St. Mary's Church podcast. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today or have more questions about following Jesus, we have pastors who want to talk with you. Connect with us at stmaryschurch.net or through social media on Facebook or Instagram. We can't wait to hear what Jesus is doing in you.